Welcome back to Quid Pros Quo. I'm Isa. And I'm Rin. And today we are talking about our writing journeys. Honestly, pretty excited for this one. As I'm well. so excited. I love talking about myself. I love asking other people about how they've gotten to where they are. Um, so without further ado, prepare to be interrogated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same to you. Yeah, so I'll ask you this to start. Yes. Like, obviously, you're a writer now. This is why we're doing the podcast, but, like, how long have you been doing this? When did you start even thinking about writing? Literally just my whole life. Like, I remember... Like, out of the womb. You're like... Okay, not like out of the womb. <laughs> no one is doing anything out of the womb. But practically, yeah. But I think like preschool, kindergarten, early. Like I loved oh, reading gotcha. and I loved writing. And like I would write like little novels and short stories. Like like I, I definitely wrote like a quote novel when I was in like first grade or so. It was, mm-hmm. it was called Jungle Adventure, I think. You know what? I That sounds fantastic. And so. Yeah, it was like, you know, I made it into a little booklet and it was like 16 pages, but it was also like half the page was a picture. You know what? Those are the best. Yeah, Those so really I wrote a picture book. But I That's put it cute. into like chap- chapters, but like each chapter was like a page or two. That's so, awesome. Yeah, very cute. I kind of wish I still had it. I think that would be such a great memory, but I just don't think I have it anywhere, and I doubt my mom does either, because you know how moms keep stuff. It just doesn't seem like something that would have gotten kept. Gotcha. Okay. Question number two. Okay. (laughs) Are we going to keep track of it? I'm not going to actually keep track. I just wanted to be dramatic a bit. But, so you said, obviously, that part of this is because you like to read and whatever, Mm -hmm. but do you think you can search the recesses of your mind and think like like what even if it even if not at the preschool point but further down the road what or who or which things kind of inspire you and kick-started the journey or like did you get some like affirmation or just personal satisfaction out of it and like what mm-hmm. what started you off what kept you going uh i mean Maybe all kids get lots of praise from their teachers, but I definitely got lots of praise from my teachers for always being writing and being creative. And, like, I really loved doing, like, in, like, I think it was also, like, first grade, we did, like, journal entries and we did, like, creative writing journals. So, like, just, like, being exposed to it so much is really, like, what got me going. And the praise was a nice addition because I love praise. <laughs> but as for, like, reading and why I wanted to transform my reading experience into a writing experience was honestly the escapism like it's not like I had a bad child or anything childhood or anything but I did have like I loved to escape the regular world and go somewhere fantastical like the world of like Harry Potter or whatever or Percy Jackson like I just loved it so much I wanted to create an experience for other people to experience what I had experienced from reading. That is awesome. I love it. Tell me about the beginning of your writing journey. Um, I don't remember when it began. I just remember being on it. Nice. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. But I wrote because I wanted to learn how to write. Mm -hmm. Just putting letters into words 
in the first place. Yeah. You know, like that was, it was important to me because learning how to read and write just was something I enjoyed, I guess, as mm-hmm. a child, if I remember correctly, because that was forever ago. Yeah, no, And so we're I just old. remember, <laughs> ancient, <laughs> so I just remember wanting to write things and because I wanted to be able to write, yeah. period. And so that definitely helped me begin. And I remember this assignment I had in elementary school. Well, I guess maybe, I don't remember what part of it was an assignment, okay? But we were going over amphibians. I love amphibians so much, but keep going. You're gonna love this then. (laughs) Okay. So I wrote this wonderful story, okay, about salamanders, frogs, toads, you name it. It was beautiful. There was Princess Pond. That's the only character I remember. But it was this whole thing, several chapters. I don't think I completed it because... I only had to reach like X, X pages or X pages. words or or X um, specific types of amphibians. Yeah, you know, you just had to meet the requirements. Whatever the those happened to be back then, in yeah. second grade. But I just was so excited. Yeah, and you know, I think some of the storytelling that I like. Um, that I liked and I guess still impacts me today is just like, you know, when you like have your little like toys or whatever and it's just you and your yes. imagination sitting on your bedroom floor with your dolls, hopefully. Or yeah. whatever else you might have, blocks. Yeah. I don't, I don't freaking know. There was a lot of storytelling that went on there to make that fun. And it was fun. And I loved it. And so I just think storytelling and being enchanted with that yes that's such a good way to put it has just started me sustained me yeah yes absolutely so a lot of people when i tell them i'm a writer they're like oh my gosh i was writing a novel when i was like eight or 12 or whatever so what surprised at how universal that experience is yeah because when you are that age it feels like it's you and your life who are doing it yes which is great and it is a good outlet yeah i will acknowledge those things yes um but like what do you think sets you apart from everyone who is doing the same like also writing cool amphibian stories in second grade i didn't stop there you go perfect i didn't stop and i would do it as more than an assignment not necessarily as an escape Mm -hmm. you know um that wasn't so much my experience but I definitely I don't know I just kept going because my imagination kept supplying things not necessarily like in the same family of ideas or even somewhat related at all but just I found I had the wherewithal to keep going so I did yeah awesome what about you 
Um, I think I started, like, seriously writing, like, the summer I turned 16. Like, I very, like, vividly remember sitting in my aunt's and uncle's house and being like, well, no, it started earlier than that. Earlier that summer, I was, I'm trying to, like, give this story with, like, as little, like, irrelevant details possible just to preserve time, but I was at home in Idaho where we had no furniture because we had moved. So I was in a sleeping bag on the floor and I was just like sitting there and imagining things. And I came up with this like really cute scene of like one best friend confessing like his love for another best friend like around a fire in like this unfamiliar world. I'm like, that's so cute. I love that. Friends to Lovers is like my favorite. Um, Cute. (laughs) Yeah, right? And so I remember... Like, the next day, going and sitting in my aunt and uncle's house, because that's where the Wi-Fi was, because, like I said, we didn't have any furniture in our house in Idaho, because we had moved. And I opened up a Google Doc, and I started typing. And, like, you know, I got, like, a little bit of the ways, and I was like, oh, I need to do more. And that was the beginning of me figuring out I was a planner. And so then I had, like, lots of note documents and notebooks filled with notes on this project, which I ended up entitling The Black Cloud. And it's fun. It's like a portal fantasy. Cute. Um, Very cute. Um... And it's a metaphor for something that, like, again, trying to, like, minimize irrelevant detail. Something that I've been taught my entire life. Um, And I didn't even realize it was a metaphor until that, until I explained it to someone my freshman year of college. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is a metaphor for, like, this thing in our church. And I was like, wow, you're so right. It is. Um, But... Yeah, now I've finished four novels, and I have, like, several more in progress. I've done All Hail the Queen of Hearts, which is published. You can read it. It's an Alice in Wonderland twisted fairy tale where Alice is the Queen of Hearts. Then the other three are just in progress. Uh, The Black Cloud is going to undergo a rewrite when I have the time and energy. Um, Asphodel is super fun. It's a Greek mythology dystopia, and it's, it's like... It's like for fans of Percy Jackson who grew up and are now in college. And also fans of the Lunar Chronicles, I feel like. Nice. Yeah, it's super fun. And then Aaron Ascending, which is also undergoing a reboot to become Cosmos Collapsing, and it should be a much better story once I get back to it. Nice. So yeah. it sounds like... I've been all you're, over. You're just all in at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I can't imagine like stopping writing. And I think that that is also a distinguishing factor. Yes, absolutely. If you can't see yourself without it, then it is yes. essential to who you are. Exactly. You know, and I'm. this is not a blanket statement that applies to everything ever. Yes. This is specifically about writing and hobby-type things. Yes. Not about trauma. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> I just feel like I have to make a disclaimer now and then. Every once in a while we Every should make disclaimers. Because, like, again, we're just two people, and as we talked about in the last episode, there's no one ideal representation of a single experience. That is so, so this true. is our experience as writers, and it's not going to be your experience as a writer, necessarily. That's so true. Okay, so now I do have a follow-up question. Yes. Before I'm assuming we move on to me, I don't know if yes. you're more sure. But, okay, so my follow-up question is this, and first I'll briefly summarize how you got from A to B. Okay. So you're sitting there writing... <laughs> yes, as one does. And then sooner or later, you're sitting there writing. And so now, that was the worst summary ever. But basically, you've gone from just like enjoying writing, escaping through writing, figuring out that it's fun, to 
self-publishing, managing multiple projects, coming up with dozens more, no doubt, that I haven't mm-hmm. heard of, yeah. which, fair enough. Um, we can talk and, about future projects another time. Of course. But, so you have all of this that you've accomplished and are doing, which is so cool to see looking Thank back you. to where you are now. Can I ask, as far as like developing craft or just having fun with things that you like, you know, like outside of like major projects, has that like have like a big part of your. Yeah. Like. I don't just write, you know, my novels all the time. Like, I really enjoy writing, like, poetry. I think that's super fun, and that's often a far more personal project. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I do plan to eventually incorporate a lot of poetry into a kind of memoir-type thing I want to write, because I think it would be fun to have a memoir. Um, It does sound really It sounds so cool, right? Um, But, like... Well, I think my biggest piece of writing advice is probably just, like, write for yourself. Like, I started, like, Aaron Ascending because I was like, I want to write a story about lesbian space pirates. So, are, just to clarify, these writing advice, these are things you've learned from your journey specifically? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, like, I've seen the advice, like, write for yourself. But, but it's you very much... it. And you, you yeah, know it to it's, be I've internalized your it. your own experience. Yeah. Um, like, I just, like, wanted to write a fun story about space lesbians, and, like... So, now you're preparing for that and doing it. Exactly. You're doing it. You're setting goals and achieving them. Having finished one, like, 60 or 80 thousand word draft, I've, like... Now you know how to, like, plan time for the next one, and you know it's doable. You can Exactly, and I'm, like, giving it to my writing group, and they're giving me feedback on, like, how to actually make it something worth reading, which is, like... Hard sometimes because sometimes critiques are hard to hear, but like it's still worth it. Um, other things I've learned is just like writing about grit and determination, like just like holding on and working through it. Because, like, sometimes the middle of a story is just not fun, but like you can always like you can edit a bad draft, you can't edit a blank page, you know. So, you just have to like get stuff on the paper, and if you keep going, it's gonna work out. But, again, like I said before, it's 100% easier to not do things than to do them. But I don't think anything hard, I mean, like, figure out the right way to say it, is, like, anything hard is worth doing, you know? And it's worth doing poorly at first, because getting that something... that effort rather than having nothing. Exactly. Because like I said, you can edit a bad draft, you can't edit a blank page. What about you? What have you learned from your many years of writing where you don't even remember where it started? Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like maybe my biggest takeaways from just experiencing writing, being on the periphery of a writing community, just doing my own whatever the hell it is, my major takeaways are probably that you kind of have to nurture your process and understand that the first time might not be perfect for you Mm -hmm. and that one bad time or bad run of things doesn't automatically mean that you can't write Mm -hmm. or that 
you don't have any ideas worth writing about. And I also really believe in, um, you know, the power of, like, talking out ideas with other people. Yes, absolutely. Not in ways that... And this isn't to say, like, you know, other people are helping you write your story for you. That's yes. not what I'm saying. No. But, like, when you have something you're excited about and you bounce ideas around to somebody, even if all they're doing is nodding their head and saying, yeah, occasionally, mm-hmm. that's still way more helpful than just sitting on it in your head. Yes, you know? I agree. It helps, like, to think about things out loud with somebody and... You know, if they happen to also be a creative or if you have a long, well, not necessarily long, but if you have some history being like, okay, we're going to do this little creative thing together or you can just sit here and I'm going to talk at you, you know, then having that comfort level can also definitely help. You can, you know, some people will talk to themselves out loud when they're by themselves. And just, I think that having space to explore your creative ideas before you you know dive into them and commit I think is so important it's almost like a form of drafting honestly yes absolutely kind of helps to crystallize things clarify them yeah absolutely cool well I think that wraps us up yeah well this has been our writing journeys on quid pros quo um next week We'll be talking about our New Year's resolutions, specifically those pertaining to writing. Again, this has been Quid Pros Quo. I'm Issa. And I'm Rin. See you next week.